0: You are now listening to Catch These Vibes with Charmonique. Welcome to Catch These Vibes. This is Charmonique. You're listening to episode 94. I believe so. This is the season finale. Yep, 94. Thank y'all for tuning in. Wow, the season finale. So we're going to end season three with this episode. Hope you guys enjoyed this season. Um, it's been this has been the season that I've had the most guests, even though I haven't had a guest since um what was it, June. The last time I had a guest was my Father's Day episode. So we may have guests or more guests next season for sure. Um, but for this season. Um, I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed the topics that was discussed. And I just cannot believe that we are about about to see the end of 2021. It's pretty trippy to think about it. This year has been interesting. Um, I turned 30. And I did an Ode to 30, which a lot of people listen to, actually, I was surprised by. Because it was an a episode that was less than two minutes long. And um, I don't know, I think when I turned 30, I just had a lot of anxiety. And, you know, when you think of, think back on your life, when you reach a certain milestone age, like 30, and you're just like, wow, like. Of course, you you wanted your life to be different or you envision something different for your life. And then when you finally reach that point in your life and then you look back and you just see, you know, all the things that have changed, how much you have grown. It's pretty crazy, you know, so let's go through some stats. So the most listened to episode this season was the transparent soul episode. That's the title. It was episode sixty six. Wow. It came out, it was published April twenty eighth. And y'all yeah, really like that episode. So that's one of the most listened to episodes this uh this season. So I wanted to point that out. Just a cool little fact. So we started this season on we start this season with episode 50. Episode 50. So technically we there is a total of over a hundred episodes because of the bonus episodes that we do. But without those bonus episodes, we would be under the hundredth episode. So the hundredth episode won't be until next season. So that hopefully I'm able to plan something special for that. Or maybe not, it don't matter, whatever. <laughs> it's a milestone in its own a hundred episodes. That's crazy. Oh my goodness. Oh. Man. We've come a long way. We're about to about to be on our fourth season in January. Crazy stuff, you guys. Thank y'all for rocking with me, man. I'm just reminiscing, just thinking about The place that I was when I first started this podcast in 2019, I had just um, not too long ago, I just became single after a very long relationship. I was really, I almost named the podcast Newly Single and I wanted to focus on, you know, becoming single and what life after a long relationship and what that looks like. Um, I'm kind of happy I didn't do that. But yeah, <laughs> so thank y'all so much for listening. Let's go ahead and get into the topics for this episode. So first things first. So I cannot end the season without talking about this last um, Insecure episode that aired on this past Sunday. So this, the Insecure episode, episode three, focused on Lawrence and Condola. It focused on Lawrence and Condola's, um, co-parenting relationship. And so I had, I kind of fell asleep and I didn't watch the show cause I've been watching it right when it comes out, right when it's, um, uh, live to HBO max, but I watched it late this past Sunday And so I was, I was looking at the timeline and seeing, you know, seeing peeping the vibe and seeing what people was talking about. So, I mean, of course, a lot of people was not feeling condola. People was calling her condolences. They still messing up her name and saying that they don't like her even more. Just saying they, did, you know, they just didn't like it. They didn't, nobody, some people just don't want to see Condola and Lawrence. Like, the sight of them and their storyline just irks their soul. So, I went into the episode feeling like, okay, I'm probably going to feel like this. So, here goes nothing. But I watched it. And the way that the episode starts. So, spoiler alerts. Spoiler alerts. If you haven't watched it yet, spoiler alerts. So the way that it starts is so Lawrence he goes on a date. <laughs> he goes on a date. It's going. It's kind of awkward, um, but they're talking, sitting across from one another, and then out of nowhere, Lawrence gets a, a text, and I guess the text. I don't know who the text was from, which which is it's which is something I want to figure out because it's not really clear. But so someone texts him and lets him know that his, his baby was born. So, he goes to the hospital. Maybe And maybe they do say who sent him the text, but I don't remember. I must have missed it. So, so yeah, he goes to the hospital. And he gets there. And he's thinking that he's going to be able to, you know, see the delivery. Nope. Candola already had the baby. <laughs> and so... He didn't, you know, he missed the delivery, and now it's all a matter of him being able to see his baby. So he goes to the room where Condola, her mother, and her sister is. Sister, played by Kiki Palmer, by the way, um, which is it was is super funny because Kiki Palmer was one of the people who was very vocal about their dislike for Condola. So it's funny that she plays you know, her sister. So they he gets, goes into the room and Condola's just like, uh, uh, Lawrence, uh, hi. You know, all, like she didn't know he was coming. Like she wasn't expecting him. And so he he sees the baby and automatically he just, you know, falls in love. And it's a, it's an adorable baby. So you could just see that once he sees this baby, He's just like, wow, you know, his whole world stops and things, you know, things are different. Now he's like, wow, I got a baby and this is my little man right here. So they named the baby Elijah Mustafa, Elijah Mustafa Walker, which, of course, is like a joke in the show. Little different things are said. They bring up Lion King and one of the parts that I thought was so funny and so clever for the writers to put in there is when Chad, he said he was talking about Lion King because instead of calling him Mustafa, he's calling him Mufasa off of Lion King. And so he brings up how there was the remake and he says he he didn't, he was interested in it because if Beyonce is going to be in the movie, then I want to see Beyonce. And I thought that was so clever and so funny because it's true. Like if you if you watched a movie with Beyonce in it, you want to see Beyonce. So I thought that was funny and and clever that the writers uh, put that in there. Um. So yeah. So he meets his son. Like I said, the the name is already picked out, named after Condola's, I believe, his his grandfather, her grandfather. Lawrence mentions how they kind of had to go back and forth with him giving the baby his last name, Um, that kind of was a discussion. So, so yeah, she ends up letting the baby have his last name, Walker. And so it's Elijah Mustafa Walker, cute little baby. He's like really seeing like, man, this is not at all what I had planned for my first kid. Like she's doing everything without me. I'm not having a say. So he's feeling like he's feeling left out. Because I don't, you know, I don't think Lawrence at all wants to wants to be a deadbeat. So you can see that he's trying the way that he knows how. Let's put it like that. So people can say that, you know, they dislike Condola even more. But I feel like I understood Condola. And the reason why is because I have the co-parent. And so I understand. I understand what it feels like. For you to want your son's father to do more. And when it seems like, oh, they got it easy, all they gotta do is just come and go whenever they feel like it, pop up whenever they they make time. You know, that whole situation I could relate to and I so I could feel for her and understand why she was acting the way she was acting. Like he he wanted to, you know, be involved, but Obviously, they didn't have that communication, so that's why he wasn't there when he, when the baby came when during the delivery. Because I'm pretty sure they probably didn't have those discussions, so it's just kind of like, what's she supposed to do? Stop what she's doing to make sure he's there. It's like, no, if you ain't reached out to make sure that you're here, then hey, you must not care. So, I definitely felt you know where the condola was coming from you know, her anger, her her emotions, her not trusting um, Lawrence. So I really enjoyed this episode. I feel like it was, I just really enjoyed seeing Lawrence in this way. Um, I like seeing him as a parent and um, just, I feel like it was just so relatable. The whole situation with just having to co-parent and figure out what to do. You know, and you know in this situation you feel for both of them. You feel for Lawrence and you feel for Condola because Condola is like you understand like why she's upset. And then with Lawrence, you understand why he's getting frustrated because this is his first time. I mean, this is both of their first time being a parent and having a child. So he's not really knowing what to do. And the fact that they're not together, I'm pretty sure that makes it even more difficult because he he doesn't really show seem to have any interest in being in a relationship with with Condola, um, but I know he wants to make it work. So you the whole episode we just seeing um, the ups and downs of their co parenting relationship. So they go to Derek and Tiffany's daughters. Simone's birthday party which Kelly is hosting and so he he gets there and he's talking to Kelly and asking her you know how's how's she been doing how's everybody done been doing trying to hint to get some information on Issa and so Kelly said everyone I associate with associate with is thriving you know what I mean everyone I associate with is thriving and he like oh okay He like, really trying to get some information on Issa. You can tell that Lawrence, he's not completely over Issa. He's still worried about her. He's still, I mean, because she broke up with him. So, I'm pretty sure once we see, so maybe next episode, well, nah. Because on the preview, it doesn't look like they, the next episode doesn't look like Lawrence is going to be in. It's going to be about Issa and Nathan's dynamic this season. So that's um, that's um, going to be interesting to watch. Um, but yeah, so I just wanted to recap this episode. I really went into it thinking I was going to be super annoyed and frustrated and irritated. But really, I came away from it. Like, just enjoying and loving the show even more. And I don't, you know, have any ill feelings towards Condola. And because I... I feel for her. You got to see her not so put together and perfect. You saw her, you know, being, you know, going through what mothers go through when they have a newborn baby. So she wasn't all put together and um, she was, you know, struggling. It was really showcasing the struggle of being a mother and especially when you're doing it by yourself, having a newborn and doing it pretty much by yourself. So, I cannot be upset with Condola. I mean, I just feel for her. And I'm just, I'm glad that they did the episode that way, for sure. Because it just, you know, gives more substance to the show. We get to see these different things go into more detail of, you know, different characters' lives. So, I think it was important for us to be able to see what it's like with Condola and Lawrence and their child. So I'm glad that they started it from, you know, when the baby was born, on instead of oh, starting at a point where the baby already here and, you know what I mean. We we are able to see you know how everything plays out from the the day that the baby is born to on. So yes, I I'm loving it. I'm loving the direction of the show. Kiki Palmer, she was throwing shade. All throughout the episode, but that it was very understandable because it's like you know, he Lawrence wasn't involved. He wasn't there, so um, a lot of that shade was was deserved for sure. Very great episode. I loved it. I'm loving the season. So I watched the harder they fall this past weekend. And it is a cinematic masterpiece. I really love this movie um, from start to finish. The story is not a, a real story, but it is based off of real people. Real black people um, that are part of our history. You know, these people were, you know, cowboys, cow cowgirls. Um, and so... I love when our people teach us about our people. So seeing a Western with the all-black cast is just super dope, man. It's super, super dope. Um, I just wanted to talk about it because I really love the movie. Like I said, it's a cinematic masterpiece. It has DeWanda Wanda Weiss, Jonathan Majors. Um, Damon Wayans Jr. even got him a role. Woody McClain got him a role. R.J. Seiler, he played Jim, which I really loved his character. Um, Cuffy, played by Daniel, I mean, Danielle Deadweiler. She was in in a standout. That's the word I'm looking for. She was a standout for sure. Um, I think a lot of people would say that she was their favorite character. Um Zazie Beats. she played the leading lady or one of the leading ladies because Regina King is in it as well um, she plays Trudy Smith wonderful job as always Um, so yeah oh wait we can't even we can't forget Lakeith Stanfield Mr. Cherokee Bill Idris Elba he played Rufus Buck Delroy Lindo oh I really love Delroy Lindo in here man, he was so smooth, Dion Cole, like, man, um, and let me see, I think, I wonder, do you say his name E.D. or E.D.I.? It's E.D.I. Gathiji, Gathiji, he was born in Kenya, Um, so the movie that I recognized him from was X-Men. So I always, every time I see him, I'm looking at his filmography and he's been in you know, a lot of different movies and shows. But the one that, I, that comes to mind when I see him is X-Men for sure. I think it was X-Men First Class. Yep, X-Men First Class. So, every time when I see him, I'm reminded of that. He played Darwin. Armando Munoz. So, yeah. I loved his character as well. Like, everybody in there was just badass. Like, there was no, no weak links. Like, there was two different gangs. Um one of the gangs was Jonathan Majors who he he played Nat Love and then the other gang was ran by Rufus Buck which is Idris Elba so they was all some badasses like serious cowboys, westerners with their guns drawn it was just everything, everything and more I, I really love this movie so much and um, I'm gonna be watching it again soon maybe tonight but, but yeah, so I wanted to talk about that because I feel like this movie deserves all the things, whether it goes up for an Emmy, whatever, it, it deserves at least to be acknowledged and nominated. But it for sure deserves to win because it was just everything about it like, oh my gosh, the scoring, the cinematography. It was just so many memorable moments and things that the director did. And I just I just really loved it, man. I just enjoyed it so much. It honestly made me like a little emotional because it was just so beautiful to see us in all of our glory. Like we're so talented, so multifaceted, just so dope. You know, I can only wish to be able to experience something like the people who start in this movie experience. Like I know that they are so proud to be a part of this movie. For years and decades and time to come, our our my grandchildren and I hope that they watch this and be like, Wow, that shit was well not shit, but <laughs> that movie is cool. Like I just really I just really enjoyed it so so much. So I just wanted to shout out to everybody in that movie. Shout out to the director, shout out to everyone that did something to make it the finished product. Y'all did a wonderful job. So if you haven't watched The Harder They Fall yet, what are you waiting for? It's a must watch. Especially if you like Westerns and cowboy movies, uh, you will not be disappointed at all. Like, at all. All right. So, it wouldn't be an episode of Catch These Vibes without something that makes you think a thought provoking topic about life, about relationships, about mental health, things like that so i found an article that i'm going to read it's called 10 things you don't need in your life take a personal inventory and bend the garbage this was written by don johnson it's a six minute read so let's go ahead and start we accumulate many things throughout our life possessions habits thoughts patterns and beliefs so while you can certainly add new skills healthier choices, and better habits is also critical to get rid of things you don't need. Based on my 70 years of life experience as a monk, meditation instructor, corporate sales guy, and executive coach, here are my top 10 things you don't need. The approval of, of, of others. If you want to have a safe, predictable be like everybody else's life. Seek the approval of the others, your parents, friends, work colleagues and society at large. However, if you want to blaze your own trail and live a life of exploration, adventure, and learning, then get off the beaten path and listen to the voices that are telling you to go for what you want. You don't need anyone's approval. You've got everything you need right inside. So tap into it and hold your head high, thinking you're smarter than you are. Thinking you're smarter than you are means you've got an inflated opinion of yourself. The problem is that you think you know more than everybody else. It's that you... Oh, okay, wait. The problem is not that you think you know more than everybody else. It's that you believe you're right. And everyone else is either stupid or wrong. This is arrogance and it's deadly. If you fall into this trap, you will criticize anyone who disagrees with you and label them a loser, an idiot, or a menace to society. Arrogance creates separation and animosity. Ditch arrogance for curiosity, be brilliant, have your beliefs and opinions, and realize not everyone sees the world the way you do. Being passive, not having an opinion, not speaking up, giving hints but not asking for what you want or letting people take advantage of your good nature will not help you find peace, happiness, or success. These shadow qualities exist because a part of you has become disenfranchised. Find that part, heal it, love it, and bring it home. The real you is powerful and confident. Being passive is a choice, Do what it takes to build your inner warrior and let it step forward. Express an opinion, speak up for what you want, draw boundaries, and stand tall. Avoiding responsibility. Blaming others and cursing your circumstances are synonymous with avoiding responsibility. When you don't take ownership of what you create, you're making a dirty deal with the devil. The devil says, I can get you off the hook and make you feel innocent and blameless. All you have to do is give me your power. But when you relinquish your power, you become weak, resentful, and eventually bitter. You become powerful by fully accepting responsibility for what you do and say. After all, you have control over your choices and behavior. It's all yours. It doesn't belong to anyone else. The next time you're involved in a breakdown, stop and ask yourself. What's my contribution to the situation? Then use the answer as a way to begin a resolution conversation. Playing it safe. Staying in your comfort zone with no significant challenge is playing it safe. No challenge means no growth or learning. And when you stop learning, you start getting stale, brittle, and fragile. I know it sounds harsh, but it's true. Learning and challenging yourself will keep you agile, agile, agile. Or agile, flexible, and nimble, you'll feel more vibrant and you can accomplish much more than you think. I took a calculated risk once, leaving the security of a cushy corporate job, joining a fledgling startup. Three years later, it crashed and almost burned, yet I walked away rich with knowledge, skills, and experience that transformed my life. We need the right amount of challenge to grow, learn, and find out who we are, you can't do this by playing it safe, but you can by taking carefully thought out risks. Being reckless. The other side of playing it safe is being reckless, doing things that can harm you or others. Being reckless typically involves extreme behavior, addiction, and selfishness. Unresolved psychological issues are usually behind reckless behavior. I've been reckless, and when he caught up with me, I had to dig deep and face the music. It wasn't pretty, but I turned my life around and it blossomed like never before. Extremist tendencies are a blessing and a curse. Lots of talent, creativity, and smarts are incredible gifts, but they have to be managed and channeled towards goodness and service to others. Left unchecked, they can develop into recklessness. Being small-minded. Being small-minded includes judging others, making assumptions, being overly critical, and being slow to forgive. We fall into small-mindedness when we lack curiosity, live in fear, and feel at risk. We've forgotten and have become disconnected from an essential part of ourselves, our heart. Being small-minded exists in the absence of fulfillment. The way out of being small-minded is to find out what is lacking in your life. Is it a connection with yourself or with others? Is it not knowing what you want? Is it the lack of meaningful work? Is it being stuck in limiting beliefs? When you are connected to your heart and experiencing inner peace, it's impossible to be small-minded. Living beyond your means. Living beyond your means is recklessness disguised as living in the moment. I'm talking about racking up debt, maxing out your credit cards, and doing things like renting an apartment or leasing a car you really can't afford. I know people that made plenty of money during their career and now at retirement age can't afford to stop working. I also know people who had moderately paying jobs and retire with a million bucks in the bank. They live within their means and invested in small amounts of money re- regularly in their 401k. Unless you are loaded, you don't want to be paying a giant mortgage or a big rent payment when you're 65 years old. You want to have the lowest overload possible so you can have the freedom to do whatever you choose. If you're still carrying significant financial obligations, you'll feel the pinch to the day you die with, live within your means now so you're not caught with your pants down later on not paying attention or not paying enough attention to your health poor health equals a poor quality of life and i mean mental emotional spiritual and physical health all are important and all require effort it's easy to focus just on one or two and ignore the others but they're really like four legs on a stool. If one leg is weak, it affects the entire system, creating imbalance. Take an inventory from time to time and ask yourself. Mental, what thought patterns do I notice? What beliefs are helping or hindering me? Emotional, how am I feeling? What emotions keep showing up? Am I content most of the time or not? Spiritual, what am I doing to nurture myself regularly? Do I feel a connection to my inner being? Do I know what I stand for? Physical. What's happening in my body? What do I notice? Am I getting enough daily exercise? Am I eating as healthy as I can? What can I do more of, less of? When you get older, you want to be sharp, active, happy, and fit. So take care of your health now. Being attached to limiting beliefs. We all have beliefs about ourselves. Some are healthy and some are not. Unhealthy beliefs are those that keep you playing small. If you can identify and let them go, new doors can open. One of the most important principles I've learned is the way we think, our being, drives our behavior, what we do, which generates our results, what we have. Be, do, have. The way to be more effective, happy, and fulfilled is not achieved by focusing on your results or even on your behavior. Is by looking at your inner world, your being, and making the necessary adjustments to your mindsets, attitudes, and beliefs. Keep your inside world clean, be as conscious as you can in your behavior, and the results will come. 10 things you don't need in summary the approval of others, thinking you're smarter than you are, being passive, avoiding responsibility, playing it safe, being reckless being small-minded, living beyond your means, ignoring your health, being attached to limiting beliefs. You'll not only be just fine without them, but you'll thrive. Thanks for reading. Have a wonderful day. All right, again, that was brought to us by, written by Don Johnson. Thank you, Don. That was very informative, very helpful. Love getting in, um, helpful you know knowledge from our elders so shout out to Don he said he's lived a life for the past 70 years and he wants to share his experience so shout out to him but yeah I really enjoyed reading that I feel like that's some some cool tips to remember to help keep us grounded and you know possibly help us have the life that we want and be as happy as we want to be and hope to be. So hope you guys enjoyed that. Yeah. So let me tell you why I love Issa Rae. She's just like, she just speaks. First of all, she speaks her mind, talks and says what she feels, but it's like when she's Speaks on different subjects. I feel like she is speaking for like so many people. So she was on Kevin Durant's podcast, I guess it is. It's called the, I don't know if this is the Ceteris, the e- ETCS with Katie. So there's a clip going around where she's talking about Meek Mill. So I, I guess they asked her about Meek Mill or maybe they asked her if, if she listens to his music. So she says, I have not listened to Meek Mill. And she just, she's saying, you know, that she hasn't forgave, she hasn't forgiven Meek Mill for the way he came at Drake. And I just started laughing immediately because I'm like, I know so many people feel this way. Like, it's like, even though Drake forgave Meek, It's just, like, but still, like, Meek still tried it. He still came for Drake. And it was just so, like, random when he did it. So, Issa Rae, um, she was just saying, like, she, she pretty much just, she doesn't like when people try to come for Drake. And, I mean, if you know Issa Rae and if you've watched Insecure, then you know that like Drake is like one of her favorite artists. So um I just was I just thought that was funny because she she's so many of us who feel that way about Drake or about certain artists. But Drake really because it's like Meek Mill and Pusha T. Like Pusha T, I don't because of that, that situation, I really was not like I didn't like Pusha T because of that. It's just like Drake is just off limits. It's like certain celebrities, certain artists are just off limits. Like, if you try to come for them, like the way I am with Nikki, like if you try to come for them, it's just not. I just can't get down with that. Like, I will stop listening to your music, I will scroll right past anything you got going on. Like, I just will lose complete interest. And so that's how I felt about Meek Mill. But because Drake forgave him, I forgave him, too. And dude, uh, what's that song called that they put out? Whatever that song was, I, I liked it. And so I was like, ah. and then I was I was rooting for Meek Mill because of his situation with him being on probation for 10 years. Like, I was really rooting for him. But he's just kind of become this person that I've just be disappointed in all the goddamn time. And he just be doing stuff that just don't make sense. And it's just be like, dude, like, you were better off not saying anything and not doing that. So, for sure, when he came at Drake, it was just, like, forever changing. like, dude, that was, like, a big mistake, honestly, I feel like a big, big mistake on his part. But yeah, so there's a lot of people out there that I know agree with Issa and Meek Mill has forever put this uh, sour taste in people's mouth because he came for Drake. And I thought that was just funny that she said that. Y'all, I just like really thought to myself why do it seem like love is in the air for everyone but me like what is up with that I'm gonna need some answers because what is really going on a lot of different couples have been getting engaged or linking up we just seen Damson, uh, Damson Idris, and Sweetie kicking it. And they, I'm like, that's actually super cute. Now that, now that They look really cute. So he posted a video on his story of her playing the piano. She playing the piano barefoot. She got her regular size nails on. And she looks super comfortable. So... That means she let him see the real her, and they're kicking it. So, of course, everyone assumes that they're dating, which I mean, it does seem like that. But maybe they just chilling. Maybe they. Maybe she gonna be in the new season of Snowfall. Hmm. Who knows? But, but I thought that video was super cute, and the fact that Sweetie can pe- play the piano. It's pretty dope. But if they dating, I ain't mad at it at all. I think they they make a cute couple. So, they dating. We got Michael B. Jordan and Lori Harvey still going strong. And you know, it's funny because I started this season talking about how I found out that they were seeing each other. But it wasn't yet confirmed. Well, my... Have things have changed it's been signed sealed and delivered and he ain't mine he's hers so so yeah that's been you know i'm still talk about michael b jordan though because i do enjoy his movies and i do appreciate him as an actor so i'm always be a fan of him in that in that light um he, It's rumored that him and Jonathan Majors are going to be in a movie together. They, they're going to be in Creed 3. So that's going to be super nice to watch. Like really, really nice to watch. Ooh, Jonathan Majors. Mm-mm-mm. And Michael B. Jordan? Man, that's, well, that's, mm mm I'm, I'm ready for it though. I'm ready for it. If that's what's really in the works and what's going to be coming soon, I'm with it. And I'm for it. And I'm anticipating seeing that because that's just going to be, like I said, lovely to watch. So, yeah. There's them. Courtney and Travis Barker. They got engaged. Really cute. They've been just been so in love and obsessed with each other all year, it seems like. The rumors of Kim Kardashian and Pete Davidson. That's wild. I swear it's always people you don't expect. It just be random people linking up and you're just like, wow, okay. They're they're seeing each other. Oh. Interesting. So Kim and Pete Davidson, I just yeah, never would have imagined that. But it's rumored that they are seeing each other. Who else? I've been seeing a lot of pictures of Zoe. Travis and Channing Tatum and he's like doing this bald thing nowadays Um, but maybe he's going bald so I don't want to you know judge him so don't take it that way but yeah I'm just used to seeing him a certain way and it looks he just looks you know a little different than usual but I'm always I keep seeing pictures of them together so it's like are they dating are they kicking it like what's going on because I could have sworn he was with Jesse J, and she was married. So, yeah, but who who can keep up with these people's business? I really don't try to. I've just been seeing the pictures, and they are technically, possibly a new couple. So, I, that's why I'm bringing them up. But, yeah, I mean, and they're just there's so many, so many other ones. But those are the ones that are, like, at the top of my head right now that I can think of. And I'm just like, wow, love is really in the air for people. And I'm just wondering when it's going to come around my vicinity, you know? When it's going to make its way around here, these parts. So, hopefully, soon, I mean, I want to have something to talk to y'all about. Like, Like, I met this guy, and he is so, so, like... just can't even describe you know I want to be like that like I'm trying to see what that be like you know what I'm saying but anywho I again I appreciate you all for supporting the podcast and listening this is going to be the last episode of season three there's going to be a few links in the description so I made a pod page this is a page that is dedicated to the podcast so each episode has its own web page um and so you're able to take a look at that so my pod page let me go to the url so y'all can know exactly what it is and i'm going to put it in the description for you as well it is as you can see here i'm kind of stalling to get to it one second Okay, so it's www.podpage.com slash catch hyphen these hyphen vibes. So you can check that out. Also, you are able to access a support button for supporting the podcast. So if you want to support or do listener support, you have that option. And so that link is going to be in the description as well. And this part just be for um, just to help build the show, help with different equipment, help with better, a better mic, better software. And there's a lot of, there's so many different things that can really help a podcast like grow. And a lot of these things do cost money. So if you are ever, if you ever feel like it, you definitely have the option to support the podcast in that way. So that will be in the description as well. So what I'm thinking, this is going to be the last episode for the season, but I'm going to continue doing bonus episodes. So I'm going to continue doing my Nicki Minaj corners and I might do a bonus episode for like an end of the year type thing. So, um... Probably sometime in December, I'll do like an end of the year episode, bonus episode, where I just talk about all my favorite shows of the year, all my favorite music, all that type of stuff, all that jazz. I think I'm gonna do that because I want to really like think about. Cause you know how you watch a show and you love the show but like months go by and you just kind of forget about it because there's just so many shows it's kind of hard to keep up with it especially if you're someone who binge watches a lot of shows it's hard to keep up with a lot of them some of them might you know you might forget about not because you didn't like it just because it's just hard to keep up with all of them so I want to do a really compile a list of all the shows that I love this year all the music so on and so forth so I'm plan to do that probably sometime in december um continue with my Nicki minaj corners and then start the new season top of the year so those are the expectations those are the um that's what the schedule is going to be looking like for the rest of the year and definitely if you ever want to reach out please follow the social medias so we're on instagram our instagram is catch these vibes pod follow us send us messages like comment all that good stuff and you know keep in touch if you like to stay in the loop make sure you're subscribed on whatever listener or player podcast player you're listening on that way if i do a bonus episode anything like that or do a, a trailer anything you'll be able to get it right away because you're subscribed also follow us on twitter the twitter is catch underscore vibes pod that's catch underscore vibes pod so you can stay in the loop and up to date with any changes all right so i'm gonna sign off this has been the season finale Thank you so much for listening and supporting. My name's Charmonique. I love, peace, and hair grease.